armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Do you have any idea? Really, this is what you're doing? Really, this is what you're doing? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. We sure got hit with a lot of news in the last 24 hours. Also, we're kicking off Black History Month, and it's National Girls and Women's Day in sports. Cannot wait for something. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer, and he's full of snacks. He's the All-American man. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Welcome to Braves Country, Armchair Quarterbacks Radio, coming to you live on WQEE and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Got a lot to get into and a little time to do it. Doug is on the way. Hawks are playing tonight. They have a late tip at 10 o'clock. If you're up that late, they are at the Suns. You've got the, the transfer portal coming to an end and news coming with that. You've got, what are we about? I want to say it's a little over, it's it's either this Wednesday or next Wednesday is the official uh, signing day period is done. And, of course, the big news of the day, Tom Brady retires. And Tom Brady retires. And Tom Brady retires. I feel like we've done this before. I feel like it was about this time last year. I think it was actually Super Bowl weekend that Tom Brady retired, and he was back in about 45 days. So we'll see if this one sticks. I am of the mindset, I got to see it to believe it, because I think he was battered, beaten, and worn playing for a bad Bucks team and for, frankly, not a very good head football coach. And he's proven that before when he was in New York with the Jets. So we'll see what happens with Todd Bowles and company. He'll he'll basically be on the hot seat and he's going to have to pull off a miracle to keep that job because you got to figure at this point they're not going to attract a big name free agent. I don't know if they would pull off the trade to be able to bring in Derek Carr. And I definitely don't think that the Packers would trade Aaron Rodgers to Tampa Bay. I feel like it's it's too new 
It's only been a few years ago that the Packers knocked out the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. I just that one, and I honestly don't think that Aaron Rodgers going to. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in the NFC. I, th- I think it's got to be AFC, and we'll get into that speculation later on down the road. But Tom Brady retiring ish, and it's a big ish. Because the 49ers end of the season press conference is taking place today. And of course, they're not going to address any kind of rumors and whatnot. But let's call it how it is. The quarterback of their future, supposedly. It's either one or two options. It's either Trey Lance, who they traded up to get that was a huge reach and he's been a bust so far. Now, maybe they think that he's made these huge leaps and bounds and they can go forward with him and Purdy. Purdy would probably have the starting job, but the Purdy injury puts him out until sometime in August at best case scenario. So honestly, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if Purdy's going to be able to be the, the starter and it may not be fair, but it is what it is as far as going into the into the regular season. You saw how rusty and out of place Joe Burrow was when, when he missed the the first part of training camp and he had seasoned under his belt and heck he he just gone to the super bowl, but it took him a month and a half to really get going. So Brock Purdy, if he is indeed any kind of answer that they can go to long-term then my guess would be you got to have some kind of answer to start the season. And that's why I'm, I'm still putting it as a, as a real possibility that in a few months we get news that Tom Brady comes out of retirement one more time and says, I couldn't help resist going home to San Francisco. I don't think there would be, Maybe Vegas, but I, I've been saying this all along that I thought that San Francisco was a perfect landing spot. And now I think I think San Francisco might be the only way he comes out. Comes out one more time and says, psych. No, 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 no. Gotcha. Gotcha again. If there's one team that can add Tom Brady and become an instant Super Bowl, not just contender, but favorite. It's the San Francisco 49ers. They're loaded at every other position. They're they're in the prime of a lot of their main positions. They really just need quarterback play. So either A, Tom Brady comes out of retirement and goes to San Francisco. He takes a few months off and goes, man, I, wife's not coming back. I'm bored. I only see the kids so often. Hanging out with Gronk's going to end me up in either prison or in an insane asylum. I got to come back. I get that he's got the backup plan, a very good backup plan, if you don't, if you don't mind. Ten years, $375 million contract with Fox Sports the day he retires. But that does not mean diddly squat to Tom Brady, who already has the moon and stars. He knows that he can do that whenever he wants to. 
So, and he would slide right into the number one booth. I don't think that's necessarily fair to Greg Olson because Greg Olson has said it. Someone asked Greg Olson recently, what would it mean if Tom Brady came back? Because right now, Greg Olson is going to call the Super Bowl. And that is the spot that Tom Brady would be in next year. Who knows? He might even jump in the booth this year. You never know. That might be the quickest way to get him back on the playing field. He goes into the booth and either A, he's a bust and he's terrible, or B, he says, I don't like this. It's been real and it's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. I'm going to go back and play football. I can't imagine him not enjoying it because he's very articulate. But playing for the playing for the 49ers is the one thing that I think could lure him out. It was his it was his boyhood dream. He's from the Bay Area. He grew up idolizing idolizing Joe Montana, Steve Young. So I I'm still not convinced. In fact, the the 49ers press conference is is going on right now. They're just you, you're not missing anything. It's a lot of coach speak. I can read the the uh, the headlines down below, and it's it's a bunch of you know what do you expect these reporters to ask at the end of the year when they're asking a coach and a general manager. So, what direction do you think the team's going in? It's that same old. There's about five cliches being thrown out there. Well, we got to get back to work, and we're going to go get, go to the grind, and step by step, or what was the one from Tennessee, brick by brick, we're going to build this thing. I don't believe that team has any real holes, including the coaching staff, even with the departure of Ryan's. They're going to be fine. Because it's really talent that wins you games. It's not coaches can put you in great positions to win games in football, but it's still the talent that's going to win the game. I think the least important sport for a coach would be professional basketball. The most important is probably head football coach in the National Football League. And Shanahan is one of the best. And I can't help to pull for him at this point because of his time here in Atlanta where he blew the 28-3 to lead. He goes and finally gets in the Super Bowl as a head coach. And what happens? He blows a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. To the guy that everyone, to Mahomes, the, the guy that everyone's saying is, is the next Tom Brady. Then last year, they were bang battered and bruised, but they found a way to get to the NFC Championship game and lost a very competitive game to the Rams, who were playing out of this world. And then this year, they get all the way to the NFC Championship game with their third string quarterback. You could make an argue they're fourth, but they're third string quarterback. And then 
He gets hurt. Their four-string quarterback has to come in. He gets hurt. You got Purdy with one arm having to go back in just to hand the ball off, and essentially the game's over. So Shannon has got to be beating his head against the wall. And the one guy that would put them over the top is the guy that goes to the post every single day, except for the one year where he got hit in the leg and that changed all the rules in the National Football League of where you can hit the quarterback, right? Other than that, Tom Brady goes to the post every single day. And I really want to see him go to San Fran because I would love to see him as you know, as a guy who doesn't hate Brady, doesn't hate the Patriots, none of that stuff, none of that, you know, oh, I can't stand him, God, he's gone. You know, if you're if you're saying that, I'm sorry, but you're a loser. Stop it. Unless you're a Jets fan, you're a Dolphins fan, or you're a Bills fan that lived a nightmare for 16, 17, 18 years, or whatever it was with him in the division, then that part I get. But anybody else who pulls against Brady, maybe the Falcons fan, but it's just sour taste in your mouth because of the of the, of the Super Bowl loss. But your average fan standing aside, it kills me when you run into like a Cowboys fan or a 49ers fan there that says, I hate Tom Brady. What do you hate about Tom Brady? What could you possibly hate other than jealousy, what could you possibly hate about Tom Brady? That man, if you're trying to point to one athlete and say he did it the right way and someone you want to emulate, it's Tom Brady. He went to work every day. And even when he didn't have to or want to, he went out there and gave his best. He also continued to grind that un, un he's he was unable to quench his thirst for more wins than anybody else 7 world championships 10 super bowl appearances to anybody who doesn't like him I'll never understand that unless it's a rival I get it I don't like a lot of athletes that people don't understand because they beat my favorite team. And I don't expect you to understand that's different. But if you're a random Minnesota Viking fan, Detroit Lion fan, whatever, you name it, and you hate Tom Brady, you're just jealous. But the guy went to work every day. The guy was phenomenal and has been his entire career and I don't know what it'll be like in the booth, but I can't imagine he's going to be a disappointment because he is going to be the guy that goes to the post every day. And I've never worked in television, but I'm just going to guess whatever hourly preparation that the top guys put in being ready for their one broadcast a week. Tom Brady's going to outwork them if it's something he really wants to do. 
If Tom Brady looks like that he's not very interested, not not very good at, at television, then I guarantee you it's because he got in there and said, I made a mistake. And I don't know how to get out of this, but I'm not going 10 years. That's the only way. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get Doug's reaction. And uh, that shakes a lot of things up for Doug. He's a Raiders fan. What are the Raiders going to do? Because we were talking last week. We thought it was Bradyville. So we'll be back in a flash when we come back. Doug is with us and joining us here in just a few minutes will be Justin. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. Now there's a steal by Bird. Here's good news. There's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. ACC football covered like no other here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Out of the shotgun, third down and about 10. Ward getting some pressure, getting more, gets it away. He's got fire wide open. Touchdown, Florida State. That's what Ward will do to you. Georgia Tech 45, Nebraska 21. It's now up to the voters. They look like the number one, don't they? All right, six seconds to go. Mauer throws it up for grabs. There's five defenders back there. Game runs out. And Clemson wins the national championship of college football. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. And for Miami, an absolutely miracle year. The dream season as they come back from a bad loss opening day to go to 11 straight wins and in all probability when the votes are in, a first ever national championship for the Hurricane. Take the scenic route in the new Hyundai Santa Fe. The family SUV with available H-Track all-wheel drive to help you travel way off the beaten path. Find new adventures together in Hyundai Santa Fe. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Unoriginal melody. Why did John Lennon have to be the one to get shot? Something's wrong. Welcome back as we welcome in Red Raider Doug and we have not talked before the show. So I'm anxious to see what, what Doug's reaction is going to be of this shot. Not necessarily shocking, but the timing of it, I believe is a little shocking news that Tom Brady is heading on and will be, I guess, retired for good this time? What say you, Doug? Your guess is as good as mine. I Yeah, the it's like you said, the timing is awkward. And I'm not surprised by it because I think it was a, it was last week he was on a podcast on Fox Sports 1. And he was asked the question on where he was going to play, and he got all upset and cursed out the 
the host of that show about asking. I, you know, almost uh, had a temper tantrum about it. So the fact that he went ahead and just retired now, either he, either he really is retiring or he just wants everybody to back off while he makes up his mind again. Yeah. And uh, look, I said earlier, I said the first, when I heard it this morning, had a conversation with a friend of mine and the first thing, cause he, he who's wanting to know my opinion immediately. I said, yeah, I got to see it to believe it. I got to see that ball kicked off week one of the mm-hmm. 2023 NFL season and Tom Brady being up in a booth and not down on the field with the chin strap tightened. Yep. And as far as the ra- and, and and when I first heard about it, I just sat there and go, "Wow, you just alienated Derek Carr for nothing, Raiders. You you <laughs> had this grand you had this grand scheme of bringing in Tom Brady. Way to go, way to go! <laughs> Threw Derek Carr out for nothing. I didn't even think about that. That that is funny. Really <laughs> funny. Oh, uh, they you know. He's going to end up, let's say he doesn't play another down. I don't think we'll see in our lifetime someone refer, someone will make the, the try to make the comparison because they do it with LeBron and Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. But we will never see in our lifetime a better quarterback, a better player in the National Football League. Not more decorated for sure. And I don't care if someone goes and breaks his records. It doesn't matter. The game is going to continue to evolve. If you think defensive rules are soft now, (laughs) wait till 50 years from now when they have officially gone to two-hand touch or flags. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, in 50 years from now, the defense will have to count to 100 before they're allowed to move. Exactly. Um, it we're we're not far from from seven on seven football, with flags, and et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't matter what the numbers are. What he did in his era, the the length that he did it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It kind of transcended one era to the other. He was at the beginning of his career. It was the tail end of what you would call. I'm going to refer to it as the golden era of football. I know there's some boomers out there that would probably argue with me and fair enough, but I can't call something the golden era when I never saw it. Right. And I also can't call something the golden era of football when the forward pass was a rarity, right? So right. I would say the golden era of football began around in the 1980s and to me went all the way through into the mid-2000s, right? And now this is another era. There's nothing wrong with this era. It's still great, greatly entertaining, and it's, and it's great football and great athletes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to compare the athletes. That should be silly. But what I am saying is, Brady is a guy that played in both. And Brady is a guy that 100 years from now, 
when folks are sitting here having these same conversations, if they go back and someone tries to make an argument that Tom Brady couldn't play in today's game, there's going to be a guy that says that and the, it, down the road. It may want it may be when we're still around and that might be the thing that kills me, but there's no way Tom Brady couldn't play in any former fashion of era. You see these dumb kids that will post things. I'll, I'll just baseball an example. I saw a kid the other day posting and saying that he thought that, or he, he wouldn't use it as a think as a thought or an opinion. He was trying to state a fact that Babe Ruth couldn't play in today's game. I, Okay, okay, at that point, you're showing how stupid you are because if you put Babe Ruth into t- t- today's game, don't you think Babe Ruth would be given all the opportunities that everybody else is given to be able to have all the different things available to him, not just the health and fitness, the video, et cetera, et cetera. I think the better question would be, can a lot of guys in today's game, could you supplant them back into the 1920s would they make it and everyone just assumes it because they're like well they're better athletes i don't know because if if, because if i drop you back there in the 1920s you're not going to have your ipad to look at every one of your at bats and when they took that away from jd martinez who's one of the better hitting right handers in the game that we've seen over the last several years when they took that away from him what year was that was that 2020 it was Mm -hmm. right after the the uh the cheating scandal, right? Right. He would fell off a cliff and he's never really recovered. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't know. No, theoretically, Mike Trout would easily supplant some, himself into center field in any era. I get that. But could Mike Trout function without going, well, dude, where's my iPad? Where's the video? So, these guys were having, that's why you see any old videos and you see the recollection of the great players and they'll talk about it at bat. And how in the heck do they remember this? They had to, they had no other choice. They didn't have video that they could go back to. Yeah. The common, if you look at the common denominator, like you were saying, if you look at the common denominator of players, let's say from the twenties, thirties, forties, and you look at the hall of famers, Always the one thing that comes out is their instinct for the game, their natural toned abilities to play the game. And usually an incredible memory. And yes. Because yeah, I, I remember the one time I met uh, Nellie Fox before he passed away, he could recall entire game cycles in his head and talk about it. But I asked him a question. I don't remember what my question was at the time. But I asked him, and he went into a litany of this person here, this person here, this is what it's done, this is what I did that day. He can tell you what the temperature on the field was on that particular day and remember it. So, yeah. Exactly. I, I can recall many uh, documentaries and interviews that I've seen of Hank Aaron, Willie Mays. They all have that in common. It's an incredible memory where most of us have a hard time remembering what we ate for breakfast this morning. Exactly. How in the world did you remember that player X threw a threw a four seam fastball on on a one one count to you in a random game in June thirty seven years ago? Mm-hmm. So that's but 
kind of got off the beaten track with that as we tend to do, but. Well, to go actually, actually we did in a sense, because we talk about Tom Brady. I, I've always thought the one thing about Tom Brady and I go back a little further and I've always said about quarterbacks in the NFL, I, I can remember their, the mid seventies and kind of my starting line. If you look at Tom Brady as kind of the maturation of what a golden era quarterback was, you could see that maturation in others. And what I mean by that is like, I remember Len Dawson being a, a great quarterback with Kansas city. Then you get the next kind of generate the next one. Like uh, uh, you go to him to Staubach, to um, to Montana, and you go, and I've always felt the best compliment I can give Tom Brady is he is a culmination of everything from that era into the time they played. He yeah. is everything that all the other ones were, yeah. just in, very durable, in totality. Very tough. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if every quarterback in this era, as talented as they are and as great as they are, and, and you dropped them back into the 1950s, the 1960s, the 70s, even the 80s. I don't know if they would be as fantastic as they look on film today because there weren't the rules in place to keep you healthy. And one of the biggest things that you have to have to be a, a football player pre-2000, we'll just cut it off at, you had to be tough. You had to be tough. There was no concussion tents. There was not one single flag for a clothesline. <laughs> yes. And, oh, and, and if you want to go, and if you want to go further back, just as a case of toughness of an athlete pre before Brady came along, just go back to nineteen was it nineteen fifty six with uh, Y A Tittle playing with a, a shattered left leg in the, the championship game against Chicago. And even other defensive players, not even in the heart to hit him anymore because they know they had broken him, but he refused to be sidelined in that game. Granted, again, it's 1956. And still leading his team down the field for another touchdown against the, the that Bears defense with Buckus as the second-year uh, linebacker who said he didn't have a heart to hit him again and begged him to get off the field, and he wouldn't. Yeah, they... I mean, it's not even been, you, you don't have to go back to 1956, 1979. What was his name? Fred Dreyer, the guy, that, the, the, the defensive end that later became Hunter. That No, yep. no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was, it was Youngblood. Played oh, with the leg in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep, for the broken leg. Y'all, and this is it. And you can go back and check this. This isn't like, oh, he had a hairline. Fr- no, no, no. He had he had a leg that was tied up with basically tape and bubble gum. They said, "We'll put a cast on it later." And Ronnie Locke cut his finger off. Yep. When was it? Eighty three? Because he wanted to win a Super Bowl that bad. Yep. They gave him the option: cut your finger off, which no one thought he was going to choose, or we need to go ahead and shut it down and have surgery. Cause you can't continue to play with this. It's going to get worse. And he didn't blink. He said, chop it off. And they said, no, 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 you don't understand. We're, we're talking about taking one of your fingers off. He says, I got nine others. Let's go. And I remember later on hearing him say, did uh, someone asked him, 
did you ever think about regretting that? He said, only the only way I would have ever regretted that is if I had won 10 Super Bowls and didn't have somewhere to put that, that last ring. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ronnie Lott, baby! Uh-huh. These uh-huh. wide receivers and running backs today could not have played mentally an entire season if you just dropped them in to the middle of, of a season in the 80s where guys like Atwater and Lott or even in the 90s and beyond with John Lynch, that hasn't been that long ago. Mm-hmm. I, now, I, I'll give one guy one credit. There's one modern player I think you could you could take him back in time and I think he'd be all right, and that's Christian McCaffrey. I, he's got a level of toughness to him in the no, way he plays. There's a lot of players that could. There's a lot of players, but most of the players would not. No, most would not. You drop him in there. You'd have to get tough. And oh, by the way, you're doing all this for a lot less money. And for everyone that says, oh, look how great they're in shape. Guess what? Joe Blow, no matter who the athlete is, you pick him who played football or baseball or basketball for that matter. Or hockey. 50 years ago. 60 years ago. Not only did they play in tougher conditions, but they didn't have an off season because when they got off from from their from we'll just say a football player who, whose season ends, they went to go work in the coal mines or wherever it was to to make ends meet. Playing in the NFL, playing in, playing Major League Baseball, that was a way to make money and pretty decent money. But it wasn't life changing money. So during the off season, they wouldn't, they couldn't waste three, four, five months. I guess in football's case, six months in between seasons, and say, so that's why you know when people say, man, these guys are much slower. Da da da. Of course they were, because they were working in the coal mines, chopping wood. Look, you could see that in players even into the seventies. Like you mentioned, Fred, uh, Fred Dreyer. When he wasn't playing football, he was out trying to get TV commercials to, you know, to become a TV star, which he eventually did. But he was doing commercials and he was doing uh, grade B action films. And the after the season went on, he get he get gigs in uh, playing tough guys and, like I said, grade B um, shoot 'em up films and stuff. Others were teachers and stuff. All kinds of things like that. And that's even into the eighties. The case of Dreyer and guys that went Hollywood, that was for the money and the fame. But I'm talking about the guys who had to go out there and work hard labor from nine to five, so to speak. Oh, okay. Yes. Because look, if you're if you're one of the guys that got to go out there and do commercials, right? Then you had downtime to get keep yourself in shape, right? Mm-hmm. But the guy who's getting off work from the coal mine. I mean, not not only are his lungs getting trashed, but he gets off work. Well, well, his coworkers want to go have a beer with him, and you do enough of those in a row, and that's not exactly going to put yourself into NFL football shape, right? So, it was just people used to, back back when you talked about baseball, spring training, and NFL summer camps. That used to be where you would go to get into shape. Now, because of the money, you had better be in shape, very good shape, or there's going to be an issue. 
not only are you going to get called out for it, it's it's probably going to be all over social media. You're probably going to have to answer questions. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's a different era. But I guess what I was trying to get at. There's going to be an idiot that's going to say Tom Brady couldn't play in today's game. No, 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 no. Yes, he could. Because as this game continues to get softer and softer defensively, heck, Tom Brady might roll out of bed at age 55 and come back and play. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to the point where it's just flag football, which we're not that far from it, especially for the quarterback position, his numbers will get dwarfed by someone who can play not just longer and into age 45, because I don't think a lot of guys are going to want to do that, because what is the point? You will have made a gazillion dollars. But then the other thing is their yards per season is going to average higher. It's just like, you know, it's just like when everyone broke, when Drew Brees and all of them started breaking Dan Marino's records. These, yep. these numbers are always broken because the game changes and I we've yet to see the game change from the league office of them having means saying there's too much scoring going on, too much excitement. We need to slow it down. We want a 12 to 10 Super Bowl. That's never going to happen again. Nope. So they're going to continue to build that. That's why everyone complains about the, about the Rams Patriots Super Bowl. The, the last one he won in new England. Mm-hmm. And it was, I want to say the score was 13 to 6, 13, 10, whatever it was. It was low scoring because it was so out of character for the NFL. So I still got to see it to believe it. I don't think he's retired. (laughs) We did this last year. We started putting, burying them, saying, all right, well, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And we didn't even get to free agency. He said, I'm back. We might have to wait a little longer this year. I still think by sometime in the summer, he's going to say, let's ride. Wait till the first report comes out that Brock Purdy's surgery or rehab is going slowly. There's going to be a phone a buzzing, and it's going to be Shanahan and Lynch on the other end for Brady and say, Come on, let's go. All you really have to do is hand the ball off to Ren CMC or Debo, and every once in a while, chuck it forward. The guy still has an arm. He still has the best and quickest release in football. And yep. And so, to me, still the most accurate. I mean, he's just, it's almost like watching a video game. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more. We got the Broncos. What are the Raiders going to do? All that and a lot more. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country HD. Bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. Bro, I'm risking my life. What do you mean it should not be a thing? It 100% should be a thing. And and, what, and if I get the Rona, on top of that, if I get the Rona, guess what happens with that? The damage that was done to my body, that's going to be there forever. No, i got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine. More Twitch streams for us, that's facts. Armchair. The Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family, have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. 
If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company. Welcome to Craftsmanship. A proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table? Matching chairs? Bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Limitations apply. Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, 99.1 FM, The Key, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Hey, does any of y'all know when the employee Christmas party is for the self-checkout at Walmart? Doug, you there? Yeah. Have you done much fancy baseball yet? Did you nod off? I <laughs> know. So I've I've worked on a few drafts so far. I'm putting together a cheat sheet this uh, cheat sheets this year. So so I've been digging into the numbers. I'm sure you That's- saw the the. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and share this real quick so folks can see it at home. Um, the 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 announcement that Yahoo Fantasies back, so I opened up the the, uh, yes. the drafts, and I think those will be the time of the drafts, but I haven't hundred percent figured it out. But essentially, late March, we're gonna do one here on Braves Country HD. Probably not gonna do it on the live radio show because it's three to five. So we may have to just do it in the evening on the uh, on the Braves Country HD uh, YouTube channel, but which is fine. I just I don't see every, I don't see being able to get everyone together at three p.m. Eastern in the middle of the week. But that'll be the trophy show, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to get this out here so you can see where what I'm doing here. So this is. Uh, underdog right oh okay and i don't know if you can see that well enough the problem is if i close it up like that i don't think you can see it hardly at all no you can't you can't even mm-hmm. with my glasses on i can't see it but and you can't, but i'll tell you what i'm gonna just try to like expand it like that and you can probably see you know the first few rounds how it went right and so this is a so what this is this is a 12 team 
and it's it's a snaking draft. It's best ball. Mm-hmm. So you do three outfielders, three infielders, three pitchers, one flex, which is a flex batter. And then you get a 10-man bench. And like all best ball, you just do the draft and you're done. Right. And this, and this is a tournament I'm in. So it came down to me. I had the number eight pick. Acuna went bye-bye quickly. As soon as I saw his number eight, I was like, I'm never going to get Acuna. It's not going to happen. And so I grabbed Turner on the turn, coming back to me at number 17, Austin Riley. And then it went up and came down at number 32. I thought I thought Spencer Strider was a bit of a steal. I thought so, too. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And then it comes back around to me. So the only thing that I'm not familiar with, because I haven't done the best ball baseball ones enough, is in some of these, there's strategy. And the strategy sometimes is, well, you just go after batters, you just go after pitchers, et cetera, et cetera, and you punt the other. So this is my first real one of doing it this way. I got one that I got auto-drafted because I signed up wrong. I think I've already told the story. So yep. I, I don't even have any way to base that off of. All I know is that the computer drafted nothing but a bunch of batters for me, and I have barely any pitching. Uh, what happens if I get injuries? Like, I'm screwed. Um. But it came back to me, and then I took Nolan Arenado from the Cardinals. That was at pick number 41. I thought mm-hmm. that was decent. And then when it came back down to me 15 picks later at 56, I had to get an outfielder. And as you can see, the pickings were slim. Uh, the outfielder that went behind before him was Tescar Hernandez, and then when it came back around to me for, it was, I, I believe at the time it was either Jimenez, Brandon Nemo, or I want to say the other guy that I was thinking about was uh, maybe even Chris Bryant, but I decided to roll the dice and take Jimenez and I still need an outfielder, but I, my, my theory was if it comes back to me and one of those other outfielders are there, I'll go for him. Well, these guys, went on a little bit of a pitcher run and then it dropped fell to me again. And I got max freed. I'm like, well, you can't hate that. And then Zach gallon and Dalton, Var- uh, Varsha, as you can see, see, I'm still waiting for this. So we're through a hundred picks in this draft and that's where you're at. But now you're at the point where, because it's a 12 man draft and it's a tournament style, there's going to be guys taking big risks, throwing things against the wall because there's, there's big money prize, to do it in um if you had the number one pick overall in this considering what i just laid out for you would you go aaron judge or is there someone else that you would lean on if i just had the first the first pick yeah and you know you're not going to pick again for 20 or yeah almost 24 picks 24 picks concerning what's going on this year I'm I'm still in the Trey uh, I'm still in the Trey Turner uh, numbers are going to be a lot larger. So right off the top of my head right now, I would take Trey Turner because he's valuable. I like because I got him at number eight. Yeah, what it came down to, I thought about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But the stolen base and the fact that he's going to Philly, really, really. and the, yeah, and the fact that this, his steal numbers will go up. And I think his head, his heading has improved year by year by year. So you're, 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 you're talking about somebody who's going to give, give you a lot of production 
I really wanted Michael Harris, but I had to make a choice, and Riley was ranked higher, and I get I it. It's so and that's interesting. Oh, I was just going to say that's interesting because I my instinct would have been to take Riley first over Harris. Well, I did, but I was hoping Harris would somehow fall. Fall, yeah. Um, but he did not, and you start seeing this, especially when you're a 12-man league, you start realizing how – the game has changed in Major League Baseball across the board. Mm-hmm. There tends to be bigger and better bats in the infield now at all the positions combined than, than what you get in the outfield. Yes. And used to when we were growing up, and even into, I'd say even 15 years ago, 20 years ago, a lot of your power hitters were outfielders. And yeah, you had the big boppers at first base, right? Oh, yeah. But when you think of like the height of the home run, I mean, it was Griffey, it was Bonds, it was Sosa. And I, I this isn't a steroid debate. I'm talking about the actual, you know, the numbers on the field. Yeah, there was a McGuire here and there, but all in all, you wanted, you would, you would go after infielders early on because you knew that they were so scarce. There, there was not a lot of power at third base, right? No, not at all. Jones was was an anomaly. He basically came around as everyone started, you know, looking around, going, "Where did you go, Michael Jack Schmidt?" And Chipper Jones came around and kind of brought a new power to the third base position. And he's the last of the old guard at that position nowadays, if you're not being able to hit around 30 home runs, you're probably not going to get a starting gig somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. But Harris is the, but you know, when you start doing this and you're a 12 man league, you know, like, you can't get every brave. It's just, it's absolutely impossible. Oh yeah. I mean, they're- and I was, I was shocked that Strider considering his strikeouts was drafted after Aaron Nola. Who is the other one? I can't see this because it's of the way it. Um, anyways, there was a couple others, I believe, because I don't think this is the entire screen. I think, yeah. Okay, here we go. Spencer Strider to me has more upside than even Garrett Cole. Right? Yes. Yeah. Because Garrett Cole, I don't think it. Here's a couple of the other guys. I don't think Garrett Cole, considering the fact that he's that he plays in the AL East, I'd rather have Spencer Strider all day long. I would too. I didn't go. Oh, I was just gonna say I'd go. I, I would. I would reach for Kyle Wright as well. Yeah, you know, the only problem about Kyle Wright is that his strikeout numbers aren't expected to be as high as they were last year. Cause there's a lot of metrics. Mm-hmm. But I would take me being a Braves fan. I would take the risk, but if I, a level headed fan, um, has he not been drafted yet? I've got it. I had him in my queue. I don't know if he's been drafted yet. He may not have been drafted yet. Let me see. I can look at my queue here in a second, but anyways, I'll go ahead and stop sharing that. Cause that's a lot to try to process. <laughs> But uh, we will do a live draft. It's the uh, the ring, the 
we've always called it the trophy draft, but now we've gone to championship rings, um, which, which there will be a ring ceremony here at the Super Bowl party for Doug. <laughs> and I can't wait to do that because we got to wait till we, we got to do it. We got to wait till uh, Will gets there. That's the whole reason for it. Uh, that's going to be a show within itself with him there. Because I thought about just, you know, handing it to you. I was like, no, 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 no. There's going to be a ring ceremony because I want Will to be like, what? This is ridiculous. Why did I get one? Why isn't there one, isn't there one in every, every right. one? Exactly. <laughs> that's not. That's collusion. I don't like that. But the baseball draft, we'll probably do it, you know, and it's really not good radio anyways because you sit there and there's a lot of – it's really more for YouTube because you can see the screen and there's a lot of guys sitting there trying to make picks. And mm -hmm. I'm so over trying to to host it like a real show because then because then I get sidetracked, you know. Yep. So um, especially now that we have this new platform, the, the new uh, application – that, that really makes it look much better. We're, we'll be able to do stuff like this. Now I had our faces on the screen because, because we're doing the show, but when you really want to get this thing presented correctly and you go in, I'll show you what, what can be done. I believe, um, I believe you can do it on this too. So let me see if I can, uh, mess with this. If you hit the, there you go. And you can do that, and then it puts the entire screen up there, and they don't have to see our ugly mugs. Huh? Huh? No. No. Like gas. <laughs> I never knew which one I'm supposed to use because some of them, the icons are strange, and they don't really do. All right, let me get off that. Um, but I noticed that the other day. I was like, man, I, I could get my ugly face off this, off this screen altogether. That is awesome. <laughs> Is I'll be using this for the baseball play-by-play -play soon, and I was like, man, I do not want like I don't I don't even want my profile picture up there while I'm doing this. You know, nobody cares about that. All they want to see is the score. Uh, Doug, mm. Raiders. I got sidetracked talking baseball. I'm so ready for baseball season. I don't blame you. I am guys out there who's all wrapped up in football, but man, baseball clock is ticking in my head. Mm -hmm. Mine as well. And I have successfully gotten myself down to under 20 fantasy baseball leagues this year. I'm very proud of that. Very good. I believe there's only two with us, all the guys. Yeah. But I have, uh, I, was, I think it was 23 last year, 24, or somewhere in that neighborhood. In football, I am getting that thing way down this year. I'm so tired of chasing people around. You know what I have to go through. You know, yeah. Go, man, pay your dues. Pay your yeah. dues man come on man and this goes on for months and months and then someone will say how come someone says it pages because i got tired of sending them text and they're just like whatever man well and then i mean one guy acted like the, that he was he was uh had gone into the witness protection program with the fbi i called him six times sent four texts he finally shoots me a text one morning goes what's your venmo it's like <laughs> it's not a thousand dollars. I'm not asking you to, you know, for your mortgage payment. These things are anywhere between twenty to fifty bucks, and it's five to six months of of, of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Like us, <laughs> anyways. Where is where are with no Tom Brady now? Where are the Raiders going? 
Well, they've got one of three ways I figure they'll go. Either they go pursue and pay for uh, Knucklehead from Green Bay, I can't Aaron Rodgers. They get maybe get Garofalo. Or they just do it through the draft. Let Stidham, let uh, Jared Stidham be the starter. And in the draft, they go, they just move up and try maybe get a CJ Stroud or whatever. Do you know? Hmm? I'm sorry? What draft pick? Raiders draft pick. Oh, number, they've got the number seven pick right now. Oh, they've got the seven. Okay, I thought they were a little further down. No, they got number seven. You know, honestly, that's that's gettable. I don't it is. Get a whole lot. I don't think you have to do a whole lot. Trade up to the number one pick. I really mm-hmm. because I don't think a lot of teams think that they're going to. They can catch teams flat footed. True. And send a a deal to the Bears, who don't need a quarterback realistically, and say, "Hey, we swap first round picks, and then I give you a second or a third or whatever." Right. Exactly. And then you got your quarterback, whoever you like. Now, the only way that that falls apart is if they get to the combine and they start doing the research and McDaniels and company are like, I don't like any of these quarterbacks enough to draft them in the first round. Then that's a problem. And then you're going to have to go. You can't bring Carr back. He's already done all his little farewell tour. So you, you got to Jimmy G. I don't know. If Aaron Rodgers thing falls apart, I still feel like Aaron Rodgers headed to the Jets. What is your walk off? Got about 15 seconds. 15 seconds. I just think that Mark Davis should buy himself a bouquet of flowers and go over to Derek Carr's house and <laughs> just tell him, I'm I'm sorry. I'm would, you co- would you come back? I was wrong. <laughs> you know I was just funning, right? We cool, right? All yeah, right. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, brother. <laughs> I'll see you next Wednesday. And All uh, have, have a great rest of your day. <laughs> you too. See ya. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. Heavy night of action on the hardwood, so we'll only go over... The ones that matter in the Southeastern Conference, number two, Tennessee at the Florida Gators. ESPN 2, 7 Eastern, minus five balls. The Georgia Bulldogs, 14 and 7 on the air, 4 and 4 in the SEC. They travel to number 25, Auburn. Auburn is a 12 point favorite. LSU, 9 o'clock at Missouri. Mizzou. Minus 10, 148 is the over-under. There's three games in the ACC. Pitt at North Carolina, Tar Heels, eight and a half favorites. Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets, are minus two at Louisville. And Florida State is getting 10 on the road at NC State. While number one in the land, the Purdue Boilermakers, host Penn State. The Nittany Lions are getting 10 on the road. 135 and a half is the number. Number 17, Providence at number 16, Xavier, the X-Men, minus four. And at 8.30, Villanova travels to number 14, Marquette. The Wildcats are getting six on the road. 145 and a half is the over-under. The legendary Tom Brady has retired again. Here's a clip from his retirement announcement from Twitter again. 
Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. If you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. If this is indeed adios to Tom Brady, he'll go down as the greatest NFL player of all time and by far the best quarterback. He'll leave the game with seven Super Bowl rings, six in New England, one in Tampa, and 10 appearances in the big dance. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves country. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family, have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. Armchair. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Braves Country, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Good afternoon, Mr. Justin Waller. Good afternoon, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. Thank you, Tom Brady, for not being dramatic this retirement. Kudos and deuces to the goat. You're in Braves country. Welcome back. Braves country, taking you all the way to the 5 o'clock hour where... First name sports on Sports Map Radio will take over. Make sure to get your days started right here on the key, 
Ryan O Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. weekdays. Then you got the Rod Peterson Show, noon to two, talking hockey and more. And Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, two to three. And then we come back your way, three to five. Justin, how the hell are you, my friend? Doing good, Mac. Uh, pitchers and catchers should be reporting in a couple weeks. And uh, that's all I got to look forward to. Super Bowl's too far away, and uh, nothing interests me this weekend. You may not have seen it because you might have been asleep at the wheel like I was. I just realized it. First of all, I forgot today was Wednesday. That was the other thing. I couldn't remember if it was, for some reason, it was Tuesday in my head. So I was going to check to see, is National Signing Day tomorrow or is it next Wednesday? It's today! So National Signing Day is actually today. They typically didn't do it on the 1st. Normally we get punted. But anyways, um, it is today. I've seen some updates. It's kind of fallen flat because the real signing day to me now happens right around Christmas. It's the Wednesday before Christmas. I, I believe is how they have it set up. And it last there's a window of like 48 or 72 hours or whatever it is that they decided on. And then today is the actual signing day. But the, the highest guy that wasn't claimed was uh, the number 31 prospect overall wide receiver. I forget, Rashada, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And he went to Arizona state. But other than that, most of your teams have already kind of gotten the guys that they want because your better players don't want to wait around because they're like, dude, if I wait around too long, they're not going to have scholarships left. So, but today is a, is officially national signing day. And there are some kids that are, they're doing uh of course, you, you know how fans are. It's, and it's nothing really is happening, man. It's not a big deal unless your school gets a commitment and he could be a three star, you know, number 322 overall. You're like, yeah, baby. Let's rock and roll. We really needed that punter. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think Brady stole the thunder today, but that that early on signing day has really uh, just made this one an afterthought. And uh, yeah, like you're you're exactly right. That's the other thing that got me sidetracked. Is normally I get up and, and check the sports news in the morning, and I had a meeting this morning that I had to leave the house to go to. Usually, mo- most of my stuff is is uh, done here in the studio. So I was getting the dogs together and everything like that. And I had, and I had the, the morning sports talk on and I hear Brady retiring. Like you got to be kidding me this day of all days. So that just absolutely threw me off. And then when I got back from the meeting, I was like, I haven't even sent Justin or, uh, Doug a, a show sheet yet. So I had to quickly come up with, you know, what was going on. And I just said, Brady. Peyton's a moron and decided to take the Denver job over other ones that didn't have Russell Wilson and let's go. And I never even opened up the, there's a couple of pages that I normally open up to see what, what's trending in the world of sports. Never even opened it up. Didn't even think about national signing day. And I even saw that college football live was on live earlier for like an hour on ESPN. I was like, why are they doing college football live today? I flipped it over. Wasn't paying attention. I was like, Did someone retire. What's going on? <laughs> Did Brady say I'm coming back, baby? I'm He's not, got a year of eligibility left in college. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go play for the Raiders. I can make more money with an NIL deal. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, sliding into home plate today. I 
And right in front of me, I, is this ESPN Tuesday? They've had senior bowl practice on all day. And I've been not really watching it, but you know how your how your eyes can't help but <laughs> you can't help but just kind of look and see, go, what am I watching over here? Yeah, senior bowl practice. I don't know how normally that kind of stuff comes on the uh, on the NFL network, but maybe they don't have the the rights to it. I don't know. But anyway, senior bowl practice been on. And I keep seeing familiar helmets. I, I saw a University of Tennessee helmet. I don't know who 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 these guys are because it's to monitor way off in the distance. But what I was going to say that you ought to be excited about, you may not be, you may not be aware of it because it's the way life works. The Vols are in the swamp tonight, round ball. Seven or eight, seven o'clock or nine o'clock. It's, it's on one of the main networks. The other thing, do you still have YouTube TV? No, sir. I have swapped to a competitor. Which one? It's four letters. ESPN? No. Hulu. Hulu. Okay. I went with their live TV. I had to sacrifice the NHL network, but uh, yeah, just various reasons. That way, do they have the MLB network? They do. YouTube TV lost it. Yesterday, I don't know. It must have been mid-afternoon because I get a text from a buddy. I was like, well, when's this supposed to go down? He goes, it just did. I just got an email. I was like, what? I was just watching High Heat on rerun. What are we talking about? Flip over there and like you know how, how you go to the guide, it would disappear. Well, I've gotten no emails yet saying differently. So, oh, I think this was. But you still have the same constraints with uh, no Bally Sports and no option yet. And could you please come on with the a la carte model that we keep hearing about? Um, we had the limited test in markets, and uh, hey, if it didn't work well, then test it in a market where you've got people that are saying that they want to pay for it and. Here's the thing. Supposedly what is what drove a a wedge in between YouTube slash Google uh and MLB is that MLB network is no longer going to carry ball games, that it's all gonna be on MLB.tv. Now that I didn't care about one way or the other. Because I watch most of my games on MLB TV anyways. Because if you got YouTube TV, what you know is, unless you want to pay the extra 20 bucks a month that I do during football season, but I don't do it during any other season, you can only have three devices going at once in your house, right? And you can only have one outside of your house. So you can't even play the game of, hey, I'll split the thing with my buddy because they've already got you figured out on that one, right? So I would pay the extra so that I could have several different ball games going on at once. Cause I was not going to be constrained with, I can only watch this football game and this baseball game in the middle of October. I was like, no, 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 no. But I get rid of it afterwards. And during baseball season, I watch all my stuff on MLB.tv. Like it's not even worth going to try to find this game on local or, you know, national coverage. Let me just go to the, to the broadcast, but they're saying that they're getting rid of all broadcasts on MLB network. And it's going to go to MLB.tv. I guess they're just going to do shows on network. So maybe what you're talking about could be hitting in the very near future. Well, I I hope they do. And I hope if MLB TV is going to have the rights to all of it, then sell it to us. Quit blacking out the great state of Tennessee from three of the biggest markets. And I mean, it's just a conundrum here. 
And it's almost like they know who you pull for and they make sure you get the two opposing uh, games to watch. And, you know, it, it, everybody here in this market is either a Cardinals fan, a Reds fan, or yours truly, the Atlanta Braves. And do all three teams get blocked out there? Yes. You yeah. will rotate in between. Two of them will be blacked out, and you will get one of the three. And it's uh, usually, for me, never Cardinals or Braves. I usually pick up Reds. And I think it's just where location the Nashville you are. I would assume that's what dictates it. Wow. You would think that would be more consistent. You would think you wouldn't be in the market of Atlanta and living – 30 minutes from Nashville, but I, yeah, I don't have that issue, but I do have the issue of that one's a little more insane because they're on the national league. I, there's no way for me to, I'm, I'm right here on the border of Southern Georgia, Northern Florida, right? There's no way for me to, to watch Atlanta play any of the Florida teams. Unless I do some funny stuff, which I normally do, <laughs> but, but, you, but you get my drift, you know, legally, I'd like to be able to just pay for it and be done with it. Right. Let's get it over with. Instead, I have to go play funny stuff and there's been Facebook groups that have it, but man, someone always dimes them out and they, just, <laughs> they can't get the game. I mean, and then, so then you got to do the VPN and if they, sometimes that gets blocked and sometimes I have to go to this random site that I have a special computer for, cause I'm always afraid that there might be, I don't know. I don't know if Putin's behind that site or whatever, but I've got this random Chromebook that has nothing on it. I call, I call it, I call it my dirty book. And my wife was like, what? I was like, I got to go open my dirty book. I was like, it's got nothing to do with what you would think of. I was like, that, that thing is so I can watch the Tennessee Titans. I can watch the Falcons. I can watch the Braves. <laughs> it's only because. I'm proud of you. I, I really know, am. I don't even know what in the world these sites are. Because if they sit, you know, if they send you directly to a YouTube channel, it's getting, it's getting shut down immediately. If there's any video on a YouTube channel of a guy hitting a ball or catching a ball or tackling a ball or a puck or whatever, that thing's get it takes one person to go, this isn't right. And it's, it's getting pulled down. So I have to go to these. I don't even know what they are, man. They're just, you know, a bunch of dot X's and, you know, <laughs> like, like, I'm not I'm even just, at .com. Like, what, what am I at? You should probably uh, clear your search history. That's all I'm going to suggest. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just got that. I, I I just got that one book, and I just opened it up. A little Chromebook. It's about about the size of I don't know. You know, it's basically the size of an iPad, and that's all I use it for is to be able to see baseball and football games, and even some basketball games. I real I didn't even think of it for whatever reason, but I noticed. I was like, dude, I could get the freaking uh, uh, Celtics on here. Now, normally, I don't open it up because if the Celtics aren't playing a big game in the middle of you know, January, February, you you would think if it's that easy for you to get your VPN subscription, which they're, they're affordable for an annual subscription uh, for what you you do with it and the privacy. Why, if you know as as MLB does that this is easily doable, don't you just upcharge ninety bucks and stop it from happening? I, I mean, just give you a price that you can just legitimately unlock all games and just pay for it. It's the same thing with the NFL. So you don't go through it because you live in Tennessee and you're a Titans fan, right? But it's the same thing with the NFL. Now, this year's different. This year's going to be different 
because YouTube TV and that and that's that's the kicker. Do you get rid of YouTube TV because they're finally going to have the NFL Network, or do you just suck it up and go? I guess I just won't have MLB Network. I mean, it really doesn't matter because they've only got one or two shows that I absolutely love. The rest of them are yeah. Aside from Russo, is there anything you can't live without? I really like their morning show. If I'm off and I'm, I'm able to watch it, it's called MLB Central. Mark DeRosa's on there, and he's phenomenal. He's so funny. Like, you don't go to DeRosa to get breakdowns. You get DeRosa to get yourself a cup of coffee and go, make me laugh. This is funny. And then his sidekick, I can't remember his name, uh, Robert uh, Flores, Roflo, as they call him. He is hilarious. He is one of those guys that is like straight man hilarious. And sometimes you don't catch it and you have to rewind. What did he just say? And you, and you rewind and go, good God, he's funny. And, uh, the lady that's on there too, she, she's really good. Um, I think she's more famous for her sideline reporting, but she's really good. Uh, Lauren Shahadi, but it was, it's just a really good, really good show. Cause it, it's a morning wake up show and they do, I think it used to be three hours. Now it's four hours, but it's essentially it's two hours of content that they just, <laughs> they rerun. But the point is it's good if you're a baseball fan, because if you're a baseball fan, there's no other way to get that. Cause you're not turning over to ESPN and getting a breakdown of how are the Royals on a hot streak. <laughs> you're going to get with games and that's about it. Me? They're still going to be talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> I haven't watched the show in months, but when, uh, what's his name? Greenberg, Mike Greenberg on, I I don't even know if he's still on the show. Now I think about it when it's on from time to time, I don't see him. Um, what is his show's called? Not first take. It's the other one that comes get up. He consistently said something three times in a row when I watched it and, and I just turned it off and just never listened to it again is that he admitted that he tries to find ways to make Brady and Rogers a part of the conversation every day. And I noticed it and I've complained about it, but I, I was hoping it wasn't like a thing he was trying to do. And once I realized, I was like, man, I do not care about this. I just do not want to hear the constant reminders of especially during the off season, which it was when, when I was listening to it and I would have it on mute and I'd have something else on Justin. I wouldn't see one baseball take the entire week. Like why, why am I even out having this? So, so typically what I do now is I just put it on, on that CBS sports HQ that, you know, the, the app that's by itself for free that you don't need anything for. I'll have that playing and then I'll watch something, but I'm going to miss Russo's show, but he, he's got a radio show and I'm, and I'm going to miss, uh, MLB Central. I'm hoping they used to. I'm hoping you can just listen to it on radio, on the Sirius or something. I don't remember what it was. I hope we still get uh, all teams during spring training. I actually enjoy that uh, rotating around. Well, yeah, but if you've got the MLB package, you get that anyways. Now, I do like the fact that on MLB Network. You don't have to think about it. They just put a game in front of you, right? Yep. So you're not, you don't, you don't go searching. Um, cause unfortunately with, with minor, with a uh, pre spring training baseball, you don't get every game televised for the Braves or whoever your favorite team is. There are some teams that you say, man, they, they are down there to work. Like you'll see the Mets and the Yankees and they are down there 
if they do six games that week, at least five of them are being televised. But the Braves are like, eh. They, they announced it the other day. It's like, we're going to do about eight. We're going to play 30. Eh, we're going to do about eight or nine. Like two of them are split squad games. I'm like, well. We already got our arms on pitch count. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I would be shocked if they come back and say, we told you we're going to do eight or nine. We're going to do about two because we don't even know who our broadcast team is going to be right now. Right? <laughs> It's probably where the starters will be. They'll just have them in the booth. Yeah. Well, what they ought to do is like some of these college basketball games I've been watching because this this jockey that gets you betting on freaking random teams that might as well. They're basically just elevated high school teams, and you flip over a channel, and you know, like, dude, that camera has not moved. It is a phone sitting on one of them little hooby tents, and it's just it's back far enough where it can see the entire game. And you can see the smoke cloud coming out from behind it where, where the guy who's who's running the whole thing is just, you know, token away. <laughs> I'm a cameraman. Check me out. <laughs> I'm like, my God. God forbid you turn the volume on. You're going to get the most cracky, just to, just <laughs> type of um, audio that you've ever heard. I had one the other day, and I was like, man, had the television volume on like three or four and it sounded so distorted. Like I had had it on, on blast and it was coming out of a speaker, but not a normal speaker, a speaker that comes around. I don't know that you might've bought at radio shack back in 1987. It was terrible. I was like, man, at this point, like you ought to just not even do audio. <laughs> you ought to just <laughs> tell them there's audio difficulty. Slap that on the screen somewhere <laughs> and save yourself. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to, uh, let's talk about Rogers. Let's talk about Brady. <laughs> we'll be back in a flash here on Braves country and Braves country HD, wherever you stream. Are you okay, pal? I had a rough day on the job. Are you going home now? I was about to. Well, then you just fulfilled the first rule of law enforcement. Make sure when your shift is over, you go home alive. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Make Contact, a collective psychosis is sweeping the nation. We're in the thick of the haze craze, and Elysian is introducing an altered state of IPA. Contact Haze is a tangled chemistry of mild haze, low bitterness, and an explosion of hop aroma. This hazy IPA bursts with notes of bright raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit. Available in six-pack cans in stores, make contact. If we actually enjoyed our New Year's resolutions, we'd all have six packs, money in our saving accounts, and we'd know how to play the piano. I have to tell you about the one resolution I actually enjoy. It's Built Bar. It's delicious. Oh, yeah, it's healthy, too. They're low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Lose or maintain weight while indulging. Visit BuiltBar.com. Braves Country, weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, 99.1 FM, The Key, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Hey, folks, this is Mark White with The Mark White Show, and you can tune in to The Mark White Show every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. 
right here on Rock 99 WQEE, the key, the home of Southern sports and talk. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, home of Braves country, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and YouTube.com at Braves country. Bones of dinosaurs and everything else, but we haven't found bones that I've heard of, of Bigfoot. Well, if you stand and block the screen, you may just lose your life. And that goes for all 30 friends and 30 friends' wives. Because he's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American Man. Welcome back. If you did miss it, uh, Georgia. Oh, never mind. This is a 2024 commitment that they're... 2024 Ellis Robinson cornerback is as a uh, committed to Georgia. Never mind. <laughs> I hate those more than anything else, Justin. I don't know about you, but the, but the updates that you get in the middle of a signing day or signing day period, and they're giving you updates about a guy who's going to come play for you two, three years down the road. It's kind of like mock drafts. I just mean, saying. It's just. At least mock drafts, you know, the guys are actually available. With, with these, it's like, dude, this is a 16-year-old kid. You're, you think he's not going to change his mind? Between uh, now and 2024? I think going in this draft, you're going to have a lot of chaos like normal, and nobody can predict it. So why, why so many? That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, Count it back just to, a little. Yeah, any kind of recruiting news that I get, uh, that isn't a guy signing. I usually just scan right over it, even though I, you know, supposedly I'm following all these different ones. But with that being said, I've talked about this in the past, and we're going to actually do it. By the time that I realize the way the uh, our uh, schedule is going to be with football, and then debate. Anyways. Long story short, I realized I said I need to wait until after the actual today, and then I'll put it together, and we'll probably talk about it post-Super Bowl because there's just going to be so much junk going on. But I've come out with this rating system, Justin, that I think you're going to like, and it's going to combine the football recruiting, college football recruiting, who you lost, whether it's transfer the draft, and who you brought in from the transfer portal. With all those combined, it'll be a ranking of the offseason because it is confusing, I think, to the average fan when you have all these different rankings and you think your team had a great offseason or a bad offseason, but you don't realize, well, they're not factoring in one of the others. It's interesting. I'd like to see how spot on we actually hit it. So, I'm interesting to uh, do that after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've been. You, you know what? I'll wait to do it on the day you're with me on the Wednesday after the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll do it. Just don't put Tennessee anywhere near the top and put the Tex on my team. If you want to put Florida State up there, that's fine. But, no, no, no. You know. This isn't like a rating system of this team will be ranked number one coming into next year. This is a rating system. How? What kind of off season did you have this off season? So I even, and, and I haven't put the numbers together, so I don't know what I'm talking about with that. But even if Georgia has like a middle of the, of the pack type of rating system, doesn't mean that they're not going to be the number one team in the country at the, at the beginning of the year or Alabama, right? 
it's more for the teams that you'll see, hey, this team, they everybody's been talking about how good they've done in the recruiting rankings, right? But no one's bringing up the fact that, you know, 16 of their best players just said adios, muchacho. And that's why they had to go get a bunch of 18-year-olds because the 20 and 21-year-olds just said, I'm out of here, dude, can't take this. Or NIL, <laughs> money, 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 I'm out of here. I think that's going to be more the norm. You're just going to have to reload every year. Got to have some deep pockets. You know, for instance, like there's there's one, and I don't like I said I haven't put the numbers together, but you see Florida with the number th- uh, thirteen overall recruiting ranking for the for 2023, but they've also lost like 26 players who who have entered the transfer portal. That's not even counting the ones that they've left for the draft. And I'm not just picking on Florida, but that's the first one that jumps out at me. When you, Miami has had a terrible off season, but ranking wise in the in the in the uh, in the class, they've actually been given a high uh, ranking for the high school recruiting, but in the transfer portal and whatnot, they're getting killed. Conversely, FSU's had a really good transfer portal. They've been yeah in high school. Well, you got to factor them both in. You know, I know the FSU fans are, we've had the best right off season there is. I go, in theory, maybe ish. But what's going to happen two years from now when these guys are either left to go play pro or on AARP or whatever the reason is, and you brought in a bunch of chum <laughs> or, or you have a head coach that's more worried about a juice bar in the locker room and uh, having the best roster on paper that uh, just can't go out and perform. Thank you, Butch. What about, see, I, I keep seeing that uh, Dion's doing really well, right? And he's doing phenomenal in the portal, but his, but his portal numbers, if you look at it, and he does have some high high school recruits, but the portal numbers he has guys coming in, he's they're giving him such a high rating because of the number of guys they have coming in. Because he he went in and basically told the entire team at Colorado kick rocks. So he's got like all these guys coming in, but you got to look at the quality of the athlete. He's got some really good high school players that are coming in, right? But that's got to be a factor too. It's going to be tough to balance. You bring in a completely new roster and uh, you gel the young and the old uh, in there. Someone's could have a diabolical locker room. Could be interesting to see how that turns out, especially considering the way that uh, he kind of announced and some of the players they were transferring. And and I know we've mentioned the videos when he first accepted the job. Um, Yeah, I could see uh, where where you're going to have a lot of different personalities in there. So be interested in how he controls that as a head coach. And see, conversely, he is – let me see what his actual ranking is. Uh, I hate when they do it that way. So he's fourth in the Pac-12 in high school rankings this year. And he's 27th overall. So that's pretty good for Colorado, actually. 
But I think what he's leaning on is he's got all these kids coming in. He he got that five was it a five star uh cornerback back to back years that he's had five star cornerback come to him. I of forget course. Name, but, I mean, well, I mean, you know, I mean who else are you gonna play for? <laughs> honestly, if if you're the elite cornerback in the country, your dad and mom are probably like, go play for Dion. I remember him. You may not be like, I don't know who Dion is. Other than, you know, I see him in Aflac commercials. But your mom and dad are going to be like, dude, that was the guy. If anyone can teach you how to be the guy, and and he's got the NFL connections, et cetera, et cetera. The question is, he brings in all these guys. Let's say he goes out and has a couple of good years at Colorado, and then he disappears. Whether he goes to a college, I still think he wants to go to the NFL. And he bounces. Well, all your dudes have, are going to bounce with them, and your 47th ranked high school recruiting class from whatever year is going to show. So that's that's a slippery slope that the that the teams or the the uh, oh they're not schools anymore the <laughs> the the uh, the college football corporations I guess we should call them that's what you're dealing with too. I don't think Colorado is going to be his final landing spot. I mean, there's nothing but upside when you take over a one-win program. One-win program, but uh, man, the NFL—that's a—that's a tall other getting grown men getting paid just like you to uh, play ball. It's different when you got young men looking up and you're wanting to get them to that next level, and that's a little bit. Does that transfer over? Um, I mean, I think you'd see more player coaches or, or not that there aren't a lot of them, but uh, <laughs> doesn't always tend to pay, Ed pan Reed. out. You see Ed Reed got canned before he ever started. <laughs> Did you see this story? I don't even know if we've talked about this on the show. Ed Reed shot his mouth off on social media, talking about the facilities at Bethune Cookman were terrible and he was being applauded for taking an HBBC job. And before he could even get the ink to dry on the contract, they said, never mind, kick rocks. And now I think he's an assistant out in Colorado under Dion. I think I think that's how that landed. I don't well, know. Maybe they'll bring Vince Young back in there too, be the quarterback's coach. <laughs> Talking about people that can blow a job before it starts. <laughs> but they couldn't have said, dude, you're trashing us. I, you know, you know, there was a board there that this that made that decision, and he may not have been wrong, but they're probably all sitting there going, "Do we really want this guy running our running our our football team because he's going to have us bent over the rails once we once we get because they hadn't actually he hadn't actually signed the contract. He'd been offered, and he'd taken it, and then he started trashing the facilities. He started going. I will say this: this is messed up. He went into the office. There's a video of it somewhere. He went into the office on what was supposed to be not necessarily his first day, but kind of getting to know the area and and they hadn't even cleaned up his office. The place looked like it looked like it had been ransacked by the FBI. It was junk everywhere. And you're like, um, <laughs> and then and he took the video or I, I don't know if he did, but someone took the video and he, he put like the trash emoji and all that stuff and said, facilities are garbage and da, 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 da. And then the next thing is, what do you mean? I don't have a job. <laughs> 
And I'd say 10 seconds later, he goes, "Never mind, I don't care, man. Dion wants me to go work for him at Colorado. Probably about the same pay, and I, I'm, I'm going to get much more exposure out there. Yep. I tell you what, that's a heck of a combination uh, as a recruit on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Have those two. There's going to be more than just one. I don't have a defense. (laughs) That they might actually do. Colorado might get into the playoffs and actually be an SEC team. Because they're going to have a defense. I don't know what they're going to do offensively. Oh, man, that's going to cause a city to get burned if that happens. I mean, they're not, SEC city isn't going to take that very kindly. Just say, like, every time we see the SEC go up against, what, you know, like when Bama played Washington, uh, the one time that it was competitive was the Oregon-Auburn game, right? But other than that, typically, it was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> They're going to methodically win. It's not going to be a blowout. It's not going to be a bludgeoning. I'm talking about in the playoffs. The Georgia-Oregon game was just nasty. Um, but it's going to be one of those games you're like, they're going to continue to score, and they're never going to be able to cross midfield, and it's going to be like 31-12, to 12, and it's never going to feel close. This Colorado might actually have a defense. That would be. And like you said... And if they start making a run to the college football playoffs, they've got to get Boomer, Chris Berman to to do the do do the highlights, because you got to have him with with Colorado making big plays in the college football playoffs, going prime time, prime time, prime time. <laughs> I'm gonna pull for him. I it's bet he's exciting. in charge of the hype videos, and we're gonna see some good things this year. Yeah, I'm I, interested to see how they run out on the field. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna pull for them, but it's gonna come back to bite me. They're gonna knock Florida State out of the playoffs or something. They're gonna do something. It'll either be Florida State or Tennessee is gonna be a casualty to Dion, and then I'm gonna be like, ah. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue to, to push off the subject that everyone's beaten to death: Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country HD. Honey, you keep your mouth shut. I'm not taking off my clothes today. I'm styling and profiling. You just be glad I'm here looking the way I look. Armchair. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. And every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks Conference Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern, to get you ready for the biggest games of the year. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. Want to chime in? Give us a call. 678-960-9700. That's 678-960-9700. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks 
weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. Figure I'd, if I ever have bad ideas, I'm going to make sure to do the whole world and open up the phone lines. Uh, area code 678-960-9700 if you want to chime in. We're here till the top of the hour. Get anyone's take on Look, I I mean, Brady retiring. I'm just, I guess the reason why I've kind of got lost a little, little gas with this by the time you jumped on is the more and more I think about it. I don't, I'm not convinced he's going to retire. Real, real. I mean, I know he retired, but he did that last year this time too. I don't, you, think he's th- I don't think he's throwing another pass on the league. I, I think he's retired. You may see him going to the booth or uh, something like that, but I just I don't think you're going to have him. Well, he's back got a 10-year, $375 million contract set up for when he is done playing. Uh, he signed that with Fox last year, so he'll slide into the booth. Until you get screwed out of this is uh, Greg Olson. Because Olsen's calling the Super Bowl this this uh, this Super Bowl for Fox, and I don't know what your thought thoughts are if you even paid attention, but I think he's phenomenal. Uh, I love him in the booth. Uh, you know, I got a little bit of ties to the Panthers days with my fandom there, being my my side team. But uh, yeah, odd man out. I tell you, it would be interesting if. Uh, there's no way you're going to get the contracts to swap and uh, you're going to have to breach one of them or have a large buyout, but man, just one time. Can I have Peyton and Tom in there together? Can we get, can we get a special and just let them have a broadcast just one time Manning and Brady. I almost wonder if that's why Fox went so heavy to make sure that he didn't get a contract with, with ABC ESPN. Right, the fear of the two of them being on the same network. But as far as the Brady cast go, I mean, excuse me, the Manny cast go, man, it was cool when it first started. I'm over it. I can't. I can't yeah. watch. It's you, right. they're not talking about the game. They're usually bringing like LeBron on and telling fart jokes or something. And I'm like, it's actually much better when they don't have anybody with them, and because the two of them is brothers kind of let their guard down and talk about the game on the field, which is what I want to hear when I, when I tune into a game, I don't care about all these different. I feel like that's for the fan. Who's not a fan of the game, right? That they just want to see Brady and, or they might be just a fan of Tom of, of a, I keep saying Brady of Manning. They might be a fan of Peyton or, or Eli, whichever one but I can't listen to it. If it was a game that I actually didn't give a breath to you about and it gets a blowout there's, and for some reason I've lost the ability to flip over to Netflix or any of the other devices that I go to, then yes, maybe, but I just love to hear them uh, break it down and uh, explain it for the the casual fan that really doesn't dive into the details. I think it would be yeah. fun. Uh, I mean, it's always fun when uh, the the announcer can call the play uh, somewhat, unless it's your defense they're calling it against. <laughs> and, uh, um, but it, it's entertaining and it's fun to watch, especially when you can back it up and explain it. And uh, it, it makes for a good product. And man, I think them two would do great. But 
Hey, I think that's where he'll be. He'll be in the booth and, uh, um, he'll have a good sidekick beside him. I give him three weeks in the booth. He's going to do a game. He's like, I could do That's it. I'm out. <laughs> and I don't know who they're going to have next to him uh, in the booth, but I'm assuming it's it's the same guy that, that's been doing the play-by-play, Kevin. I forget his last name, but he, I mean, he, he's solid. But, man, I just I feel bad for, for Olsen. I think he's phenomenal. He does, He's so much better than Tony Romo. I don't hate Tony Romo. When you compare him, the two of them, he's so much better. Tony Romo does little things that you start paying attention. You're like, oh, my God. I'm sorry. Maybe they can knock off the little EM, ESPN trial on Monday night that didn't work with that uh, little sideline seat, and they can, they can move Olsen up and down the sideline. Um, remember the little fancy chair they made when they had the three-man cast and just didn't quite work out the way they wanted Guess it was about two years ago. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to have Manning and Manning in there, you got to have a third guy that's an actual, not maybe not play by play, but a guy who's going to keep them on the straight and narrow. And they don't do that. Mm -hmm. I would prefer that situation because they've tried to do this with Stephen A. Smith in basketball. And I'm like, nobody wants to hear that. I mean, give me some Charles Barkley. That would be fun. And I know they've had Barkley on the Manning cast, but I'm saying give me Barkley doing a doing a game. Maybe you get a, a play-by-play guy or at least someone to keep them on the straight and narrow. You get Barkley and Shaq arguing during an entire basketball game. You, would, I would like to see that in a freaking football game. Give me Barkley and Shaq. <laughs> talking football with a play-by-play guy who's like, you two don't know what, what you're talking about. Auburn LSU. Yeah. <laughs> and randomly, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the third sidekick, but you couldn't do the Mannings because they're already locked up on ABC, but it would be funny if you had, I mean, Manning, Barkley, Shaq would be comedy gold with one random, I mean, literally, he'd, he would have to be the straight man. You couldn't have someone else who's funny in there because there'd be too many yucking going on. No one would ever talk about the game. You got to have one guy who's so irritated that they won't stay focused that he actually continues to deliver you the game. And the fans at home would be like, I wish that guy would shut up. I want to listen to this. <laughs> Even I'd be like, dude, shut up. Shaq is about to choke out Peyton Manning. Just be quiet. <laughs> And Charles Barkley's done bet them both and two paychecks on a, on a, on a hole in one after the game or after the broadcast. <laughs> if Manning makes one more crack about LSU's basketball program being dirty <laughs> or Eli, Eli would be the first one getting clothesline. <laughs> no shot. Oh, Eli. In the wake of Brady retirement, is it bad that that's uh, my favorite Brady game, the uh, David Tyree catch in the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, I know that wasn't a good game, game for Brady, but it, it was a memorable I'll game. I'll tell you what, that, that, that one, that one uh, where the Giants beat him again, what was, that two, was that 2011? That pass down the sideline that he made to, oh, I'm, uh, his name, oh, man, I'm, 
Victor Cruz was in the game, but that's not who made the catch. Manningham, Manningham. Um, that pass, I mean, you talk about dropping a dime in there in a big, big position. Now that would be a good little booth right there. Take take Peyton out. Put Eli and Tom in there and let's let's hear it back and forth. They need to have David Tyree on the Manning cast. I'd like to see Tyree go, man. <laughs> Eli, you ain't you ain't any good, man. I made you. <laughs> if I had stick them on my helmet, you 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 would not be here right now. <laughs> the Patriot Killers. I'm just saying. The only way it could have ever been better is if is if Manning if Peyton had either a never gotten the second championship with Denver or just never got one to get at all and would have to listen to Eli talk about <laughs> all his rings. It's the only way that things better. The question that I have is if they're if they're going to go to to Manning, I'm uh, not Manning Brady. In, in the play-by-play booth, what happens to Olsen? I, I mean, I know Fox probably has him in a contract. He's going to slide into another one. But eventually, he's going to get free. Who, who's going to pony up? Because I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably be uh, kicked over to your Panthers broadcast or your regional for that area just to keep a familiar face in the booth. But I, I think they'll be the 1B. Um, they'll, they'll have the second yeah. game of the week. Oh, um, yeah. it'll be him. And I don't know who, because, who, because I would think Burkhart, that's his name, Kevin Burkhart. I think Kevin Burkhart will continue to be the play by play. He, he's good. That poor sap's probably going to end up with uh, Joe Davis, who, who I just, man, I, I, I can't get behind him. He is, I don't know what it is about him, but it's almost like he tries to come off as if he played the game. And, you know, the moment the camera flashes on him, you're like, that didn't happen. Like that dude, that dude's that dude's not even a punter. Like, there's no way this guy ever played ball. You don't have to play ball to call the game, but the way he comes off sometimes, it's almost like you know, be like one of us saying, hey, "Come on, toughen up, play." Kind of like Sarah Goosa back in the day. Come on, was- Brock Purdy, what's your problem? Yeah, but at least Sarah Goose actually, you know, we know he played. True. What was the? The, did you see uh rick flair made a comment about brock purdy no i i'm trying to remember what he said word for word but it was something of the fact that i had such and such uh injury get your bleep in there and play <laughs> what do you do with that uh that's a lot of options uh that the 49ers have and do you stick with it? Did you see enough to say, hey, that's our guy? We come back from the injury. Do you? I mean, a lot of choices in the quarterback carousel. It's going to play out you, over the next week or so. I'll tell you what I do. We do. In about two months, when Brady's tired of hearing his kids scream or he's tired of being left alone and he's bored, I go and I call Brady. I say, look, Brock Purdy is not going to be ready, ready for the season. You come in, you sign a one-year deal. You will be able to finish your career as a San Francisco 49er, your boyhood idol team, where you're from. You, We've got a good enough team to make a run. We don't have to sign you to Jack Diddley because that's not what it's about for you. And can I talk you into a team that's going to have Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, 
run CMC. And oh, by the way, I think you like tight ends. Have you ever heard of Kittle? And this defense is going to be just as good as any of the Patriots' defense. Can I, I really dislike you for that scenario you just laid out there. I, I really dislike you for it. But, I, I mean, you know, a couple months from now, they're going to have to dig him off of Giselle's social media feed. He's going to be lonely and not have the game to take his mind off of it. So, maybe he does do it. I think he's done, though. I, I, don't, I don't think you, you come back again. I mean, there can only be one breath far if you can't unretire and retire and unretire again, can you? Yes. <laughs> no. I don't think can, man. I think he's done. We're we're gonna be going through this with Aaron Rodgers for the next three years. His cryptic messages on whether he wants to play or not. Well, I think he wants to play. I just uh I, I think he does too, but but he he'll he'll throw it out there every once in a while, like him not, not playing as an option. I get it, man. He's up there and he does not have the fire that Brady has, right? I think he does want another Super Bowl, but it's it's not it's not one of those fires that eats him alive. He's just as happy doing doing yoga in Malibu, right? I think he wants some weapons, and uh, I, I don't think they've replaced Adams. And I don't. Think, I mean, you, 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 T yeah. Jets Jets. Nathaniel Hackett makes an interesting cause or case with him being the new OC. Um, they have familiarity, and did you hear man. his podcast this week? No, he made several comments about how I'll see if I can try to get that audio down the road, but he made several comments, how Nathaniel Hackett and him had such a relationship that he made it fun. It was one of the few guys that he's been around in the last several years that made it fun to go to work. And if that isn't a statement that makes me go jet screen, then what is I think I, re- I, I read the transcript, but I haven't heard it. Uh, I even mentioned his wife and daughter, um, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they seemed like they were pretty, pretty close based on what I read. Um, the other in- interesting thing is, will the Packers actually get rid of him? What are your better options? I mean, what... Or is well, this just well, Aaron being Aaron saying, hey, I, this is two months of I want to go take a hiatus and I'll let you know and just I get back quick. I see Love. You see, you see what you actually have because it, it sounds like that, that the Packers are ready to move on because they see the, the window closing. Well, and they've got these young guys. They've got Christian Watson and they've got Romeo Dubs and – they can see where they can build something with youth. So, so you bring Jordan, although Jordan Love has not looked impressive when he's played, but you bring him in. Maybe a part of the package is, I want your number one pick, but hey, send, send that Zach Wilson kid over here too because I'm going to have these two knuckleheads compete. And if, if both of them stink, that's okay. It just means I get the number one pick next year. <laughs> you know? The the other big question to me is what happens with Miami and Tua? Because you can't have scrambled eggs out there playing freaking quarterback. I think their uh, OC used to be with uh, Garoppolo, didn't he? Uh, McDaniel. Yeah. So yeah, be interesting to see. Uh, I, I think if they do move on from Tua, Garoppolo with that connection probably would be where they go. But uh, again, who knows? 
it's I don't very think you give up on him yet. I mean, he's he, he's not even at the Pro Bowl because he's in pro, uh, protocol still. But they're not even playing a game. He so he can't even go out there because they're saying that they don't want him to fly. What? Oof. And oh, by the way, all this leads to Tyler Huntley going into the Pro Bowl. What? What? Guy played five games and not well. He's going to the Pro Bowl. We got to jam out of here. What is your walk-off for the day, sir? Well, no matter how bad you think your NFL team is off, just remember the Broncos are spending $70 million for a head coach and a quarterback for the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh, good luck building a supporting cast around that. Jeez. What a nightmare that was. Is we'll, we'll have to talk about that next week. We didn't even get to it because of all the stuff. My walk off for the day. It's it's a good hoops night. You got the you got the Hawks playing tonight at ten. Tennessee, Florida, Georgia is playing uh, Auburn. All that all that going on tonight. So it's a good hoops night. Uh, and we're still two weeks away from the Super Bowl. But I saw it today. Fifty seven days away from opening day. Baby, let's go. It's getting close. Yes, Can't sir. Wait. Great job, bud. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks Conference Championship Sunday and Super Bowl Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern to get you ready for the biggest games of the year. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show streaming right here. Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates.